Thanks for joining the Holiness Podcast, where we believe as we pursue Jesus Christ, He makes us whole and holy. We're so glad to offer resources as part of this ministry of Pentecostal Publishing House. You can visit PentecostalPublishing.com and use the code TWP10 for 10% off your apostolic resources. Thanks again for tuning in. Welcome back to the Holiness Podcast, where we believe Discipleship is our process, and in that process, wholeness and holiness are the result. So excited today to be thinking back over a wonderful season where we study that concept of discipleship. And I want to share a, a brief story, as I am prone to do, to kind of kink us off today. When I finished college and started my first real job, I was honestly struggling to adjust to the rhythm of work life after a few years of college life. And a friend of mine who was further along in the journey of life talked with me one day. He said, you know, here's a way to think of it. He said, school is a sprint. You have semesters and then you have significant breaks and you reset and then you do it again. It's a series of sprints. When you enter the workforce, it's a marathon. You've paced yourself because you're going to do this for a very long time. And that metaphor helped me so much. I, I recalibrated my expectations and began to realize I'm in a long game now. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm waiting around. Hey, when's fall break coming, right? I'm looking for a spring break. I'm looking for a summer break. And that didn't happen. Now, that's a kind of a humorous way of, of setting up the conversation today. Of recognizing that our journey to follow Jesus, our discipleship journey, it's a long game. We maybe uh, recognize it in our early seasons as we are introduced to Christianity and we're born again and the excitement that comes in those first few weeks and months and maybe years of, of the excitement, the newness of following Jesus. There's an energy, there's an excitement you're learning new things and there are all of these changes that you are you're progressing through and then as we fast forward down the road a bit there comes a point where we've been serving jesus a very long time and there's not quite the energy and the excitement maybe of those early moments when we first came to the lord of course we want to always maintain that excitement that passion and sometimes we re need to rekindle that excitement but my point is we are recognizing this is a lifelong journey. And so with that being said, I want to just walk back through some of what we talked about this season and add a few more layers as we as we kind of think through this commitment to the long game, if I could say it that way, of discipleship. Now, if you remember, one of the things that we experienced right at the very beginning of the season was when Aaron Soto talked with us about what discipleship really is. And I love, and I hope you've done that exercise that he talked about where he opened the door to his home and with his family said, okay, Jesus is coming in our house. And whether you have children in the home or whether you're a single adult, I hope that you did the same thing that you walked through that experience of saying, I want to consciously think about the fact I'm asking Jesus to live in my house. That's our physical house. Of course, that's out of life. I love that concept. I think that starts us on this journey, this commitment to the long game of discipleship by realizing this isn't something I do on Sundays. This isn't a mental ascent to, I, I believe in Christianity. I believe in Christ. Therefore, I'm a Christian. That's not what this is. This is a lifelong commitment. And very closely connected to that, when Caleb Saucer talked with us about, I don't live my life 
with discipleship as even if we say it's our top priority, we feel pretty good in saying that it's not one of many priorities. It is everything that is centered to my life. And then everything else flows out of that. Loved that concept. And of course, Ken Gurley sharing with us the joy of getting to know Jesus. I don't want to stop and pause and say what I said in that episode. If you're not enjoying getting to know Jesus and growing in him and growing closer to him, change something. Don't get stuck and just think, well, this is just what it means to be a Christian. Change something. Keep growing. Keep moving closer to him. There should be some joy that comes on that journey. I hope today you have joy in this journey of following him. And then I was so blessed by Lisa Reddy's conversation with us about how the journey to know Jesus, it's a spirit-led journey. It's our commitment, yes, but with the gift of the Holy Ghost in our lives, he empowers us, he equips us, and directs us in some of these changes that we make in our lives. This is not a battle for who has the strongest power, therefore they're the greatest Christian. That is not the case at all. We want the Spirit to lead us. He equips and empowers us to to move and follow His leading. And maybe, yes, we make some changes in our lives and we work through some things from our past, but we're doing that because the Spirit is leading and directing that journey. So, so important. We don't ever want to get out from under that priority of being spirit-led. And then, of course, we're so blessed to talk about what it means to disciple children. And if you are a parent, I know that you've been blessed. The ministry of Josh and Rachel Carson, as they've talked with us about what it means to share with our children the, the commitments that we make as disciples of Jesus Christ. So beautiful. And then Stan Gleason, the gift he has been to the church in so many ways, and in reminding us that discipleship is not complete because I am a disciple, but I am a mature disciple when I am helping others become disciples of Jesus Christ. So challenged and blessed by that. With this great, great journey we've had all season, I want to add today three final comments that I believe are additional marks of discipleship. We've talked about so many wonderful things, but I... I have felt to maybe share with with us in this in this conversation about what I hope has been a season of asking myself, how am I doing as a disciple? Let me add three final things to the mix. Jesus said, by this you'll know that you're my disciples. Why? You could fill in the blank. Because you have love for one another. That's been woven into a lot of what's been said all season, but I want to bring us to that statement here in this final episode to ask, how are you doing in loving other people. That means a lot of things. That means I hope that in our home, in our church, even in our community, I hope we are known by our kindness and our love for others. Oh goodness, that can look like a lot of things. I'm gonna let you fill in the blank and decide how you're gonna apply that and what that looks like in your life. But a mark of discipleship, Jesus said, is we love people. And sometimes that means what Brother Gleason said of, it's going to, because we love them, we want them to experience Jesus Christ. Sometimes it's going to be a gesture of kindness to someone in my church family if you need help. But I hope today that as we as we round up this conversation on discipleship, I hope you'll take a minute and think about how am I doing in that metric that Jesus gave for discipleship of loving others, loving one another. Sometimes that's a sometimes that's a work we have to that's something we have to work on even within our church family, within the body of Christ. We're people. We're wired differently. All of those things mean that we have to be intentional about 
living as Jesus would have us live relationally with other people, showing his love to others, even in the church family. So I want to encourage you today to think about that area. And then another thing that Jesus said, and I'm thinking specifically about the 14th chapter of John. This is during that Last Supper scene when Jesus does some extensive teaching to his disciples right before he goes to the garden and then onto the cross. This is his last chance to pour into them everything that they're going to need to walk through this incredibly trying, difficult road when they're still probably some of them still looking for this conquering king to drive out the Romans and he's trying to get through to them yet again. It's not going to be like that, guys. He's trying to explain to them what's coming. He's trying to prepare them. And all the different instructions that he's giving them, one of the things he said is, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. And there's a little interchange with a couple of the disciples, and, and, and he goes on to reiterate, if you love me, you're going to keep my word. And so we talk a lot about prayer, as we very well should, and we'll talk more in some upcoming seasons. But I want to really push you today. How are we doing in keeping his commandments. Now, a very easy aspect of that is, I hope, I hope, I hope that we're all committed to saying, I'm not willfully, willingly, consciously, continually committing sin that I know violates God's plan for us in his word. I think that's a baseline. I'm going to keep his commandments. I'm not going to, yes, I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm not going to just consciously, continually violate something that his word directs us otherwise. So that's a very simple matter. But but keeping his word, continuing in his word, there should also be something that's proactive that says, I love him, so I love his word. And so I am I am daily getting into his word and I'm loving it and I'm I'm trying to live it out in my life. So there's an area of discipleship for us to to grow in as well. And then thirdly, I do think it's if I go back to that metaphor of the sprint and then the marathon, the long game of discipleship. One of the things that I think tells us how we're doing as a disciple is how we're doing as a disciple when we go through difficult seasons. The Bible says to us, think it not strange when we encounter those fiery trials. And of course, Jesus himself said, offenses shall come. I wish there was an opt-out for hard times in life. I wish because we're Christians that we could just, you know, skip to the front of the line and bypass all those tough seasons and adversity that is common to the human experience. We don't get to do that. Now, if you're like me, uh, maybe you have like, you know, helped God in this planning process. You know, God, you would really get a lot of glory. It would be a real testimony to the non-believers around me if you bless me. And I just had all of these blessings. And everybody could say, wow, what a, that all those blessings, what a great pie. It must be because Leanne is a Christian. And I've tried to, you know, give him my argument of why that would be such, it would bring him so much glory, right? Isn't it funny how we just try to explain to God, you know, God, you would be so much better off if you in my life did A, B, and C. And I'm laughing because we know how ridiculous that is. Maybe God's trying to say, you know what? I think it's a better testimony if the people in your life see. Wow, she's been through some hard things. And yet she still has this peace. What's that about? She still seems to have joy even though she's gone through A, B, and C. I believe that one of the metrics that tells us how we're doing as a disciple, as a follower of Jesus Christ, 
sometimes that only comes when we are in a difficult season, when we face adversity. And then our true character and our, our true commitment to follow Jesus is exposed. You know, I talked about Sprint versus Marathon. In my in my early 20s, when I'm like, you know, passionate, supercharged, young believer, and life is good, and I'm, you know, just out of school and making money for the first time, and everything's great, and it's good, and I'm, you know, just hopping to these church conferences and making friends, and it's just exciting, and I'm blown up all Jesus. Hey, it's still exciting. I'm still meeting new friends, and, and all of that's still good, but I've gone through some different things now. 20-something years later, I can tell you about a season of, of financial stress. I can tell you about a season of, of grief and personal loss. I can tell you about seasons where I had to overcome the battle of bitterness and unforgiveness. I can walk you through some seasons of my life that were hard at the time, that I wanted out of at the time, that I pushed back, God fix this, God fix this, God fix this. And eventually, yes, I came out of that season, but I had to walk through that. And I believe it was in some of those seasons, I detail more of them, where God shaped some things in me. And sometimes just let me see who I was so I could work on some things in me and say, God, I, I don't want to have this attitude. Help me work through this attitude. God, I recognize from this season, I need to, I need to sharpen this spiritual discipline. So I, I just want to, I just want to kind of conclude us this season. And we've talked about some wonderful aspects of discipleship and some beautiful, beautiful contributions all of our guests have made as we think about what it means to follow Jesus Christ. I felt like if we needed to end today with a realistic conversation about part of taking inventory of how we're doing it as disciples, part of it only is going to be done when we're in the most difficult times of our lives. And then with all of that confronting us, we look at our commitments and we say, maybe it doesn't look like it did a year ago when life was great and perfect and happy. But am I still committed to following Jesus? And how am I doing right now when I'm facing the fieriest trial of my life? I hope right now as you're listening or watching, you're saying, well, I don't, I don't even get that because life is so great right now and I have so many blessings, I blessings, I can't count them all. I celebrate with you. I think that is absolutely can be an incredible testimony. And let's, let's in those seasons of joy, abundance, and blessing, let's still be faithful to God and let's show people what it looks like to steward blessings wisely and honor in a way that honors God. But if today you're listening or watching and you identify with that season and you can say, who oh, it's tough right now. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm still, I, I'm going to survive the season. I'm just trying to put one foot in front of the other. I'm trying to get through this year, this season. Let me encourage you that sometimes it takes those seasons for us to see who we are and readjust. And I, we don't have time to go very much detail into why those seasons come. We trust God to help us work through those whys. But what I can tell you is that he is closest to us in those seasons. It's been in some of those seasons I've had the most beautiful points of my walk with God because I was able to see a side of him in that season I couldn't have just seen in the happy times where I didn't need him as much. I always need him, but you know what I mean? We've been, you've been in those seasons where I have to have God every day just to get up out of bed and to put the smile on and go do what I have to do today. If you're in that season, I encourage you, God is with you. He, You can find him in a new and even closer and deeper way in that season that maybe you don't want to be in. Let me encourage you. You've committed to following him in this season that maybe you didn't even choose. 
press closer to him right now. Find him in a deep, personal way. Well, with all of that said, I hope, I hope, I hope that's encouraging you. I want to also give you some practical help. I, I, I bless you in the name of Jesus. I encourage you. And I also want to give you some practical help. So I've got a few resources here that I want to talk about that I think um, maybe can help us. We're committed to the long day of the marathon of following Jesus Christ. And sometimes we need help to uh, kickstart us down that road. And so I want to share with you a few things. Last season, I shared with you a book by Dr. Jim Littles called Walking With Him, which I think is one of the most incredible books we've ever published through Pentecostal Resources Group. I thought I would rewind back a little bit this season and share with you a project that he did called More Like Him. The title says it all, and it so parallels what we've been talking about all season. I am trying to follow Jesus. I want him to shape my life to be more and more like him. There is a book, there is a workbook, and it is something that I'm going to go ahead and warn you now. You're not going to read this in a weekend. It's not designed to do that, and I'm telling you, if you if you read this and really let this sink into your spirit, you're not going to rip through this in three or four days. This isn't, isn't one of those, I'm trying to read 30 books this year, let me tackle this one. This is a journey into the Word of God and into a study of the character of God. And it takes some time, and it takes you being willing to be vulnerable and let the Word of God shake you. But if you do that, the things that come out of such an experience are so, so beautiful. So I want to encourage you to check out More Like Him, book and workbook by Dr. Jim Littles. Uh, and then I mentioned last season the project I did for children, Because I Belonged in Jesus, a guide to conversations with kids about holiness. Uh, it was so early in the production of this book we talked about it last season. I didn't have a copy to hold up for those of you who watched by way of YouTube. So I brought that back today. And I do think that we, we've made an emphasis this season on families and parents and children. So I wanted to share this. But also, let me say this. If you are still, um, like we all are, processing what it, does it mean to follow Jesus, disciple, be a disciple of Jesus, what does it mean to then pursue holiness and think about what my life looks like when I try to be holy as he is holy? Well, I confess the language is, is written with children in mind. That's not a bad thing for some of us adults to just go back and in the simplest of terms, just study that topic and that concept of being holy as God is holy. So you can check that out. All of this, of course, is available at PentecostalPublishing.com. And then I want to just share with you a series of devotionals because this commitment to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, I said one of those characteristics is I want to keep his word. I want to love his word. I want to study his word. I want to continue in his word. I want to live out his word. And so sometimes resources help us. I should ask at this point, do you have a Bible that you feel comfortable with that that you can study regularly, daily, and if not, take a trip to PentecostalPublishing.com and look at the different Bibles that are available. Find a Bible that fits your unique needs because what we don't want to do is get stuck. I mentioned earlier as Brother Gurley was talking, I really felt to say, if you aren't experiencing the joy of prayer that he referenced, and I'll say now, if you're not experiencing joy as you as you study the word of god change something don't get stuck don't assume well this is just how this is and i need to muster through it no change something but let's make sure that you are passionate and positive about prayer and study of the word of god and so i have here three different 
books that we've done over the years to help in our in our study of the Word of God and to spend our time with prayer. In fact, this very first one, Lori Ragnar's Arise, Walk in the Sunshine, this is a prayer journal. Um, there are some devotional elements to it, and then there are a lot of prompts that you can fill out and write about as you pray. So a prayer journal. Uh, very similarly, Listen to the Quiet is uh, by Shauna Ward, and it's also a prayer journal. So likewise, it's going to have some devotional elements, but it's going to have a lot of prompts to help you take some time to pray and and, and work through your prayer time with some journaling. Excellent resource. And then Simplify by L.J. Fury. This is a weekly devotional that you're going to really enjoy. His unique style is so beautiful. So I know you're going to want to check that out. And then also I have uh, a couple of more that actually come through our curriculum called God's Word for Life. And maybe that your church is doing this and you go, oh yeah, that's what I have at my house. And so if so, great. I'm just holding up right now the youth and the adult daily devotional guide. We also have some resources worked into the activity pages for our kids that parents can use to have devotions with children. But these, I wanted to share these resources as well because I'm trying to make the point, find something. There's so many different options. Find something that works for you, that guides you in a systematic way to look at the Word of God every day, apply it to your life, and think about how do I live out these principles from God's Word in my life today. Lastly, I did want to come back around to Brother Gleason's book, Follow to Lead. We had an incredible session with him and I wanted to, for those watching, show you the book so you, you make sure that you can recognize it if you go by the website to check on it, to get it, to read through. This book is so wonderful. It, it does exactly what Brother Gleason summarized in our episode with him, talking about as disciples, our journey is not complete unless we are actively seeking to help others become disciples of Jesus Christ. So check out Follow to Lead. And then the other thing I would say is that there are some great other podcasts that you can take advantage of. Thanks for being part of this one. Let me also remind you of some others that are available. There is a podcast by David Bernard. We had him on the uh, on season one. He's got a podcast you want to check out. We also had Tracy Jacob on season one. She has a podcast you're going to want to check out. I mentioned that book by LJ Harry just a moment ago. He has some podcasts you're going to want to check out. There's one called God's Word for Life that goes through, as I mentioned, the curriculum a moment ago, walks through some of that, and teachers find that especially interesting. He's also got a podcast called Simplify. So there are all these podcasts that can be a blessing and help you find something. We're committed to this long game, this marathon of discipleship. And let me let me say what I've, I've said in a few different ways. I'm saying long game. I'm saying marathon. And if that sounds unpleasant, let me fix that. Because as I say, there should be joy in this journey. Every day, His mercies, God's mercies are new. There's new joy as we follow Him and learn more about Him. I hope that you're having joy on this journey. I want to encourage you because this is this is, there's nothing else like the journey to follow Jesus and to know him more closely. I pray that you are experiencing all of that on your journey. So let me end season one by asking you a few questions. Number one, let's talk about these criteria we've talked about today. How is your love for others? If we want to talk about some new metrics for disciples, how are you doing in showing that you're a disciple by the way you love people? That's an interesting question. It can mean a lot of things in your life. Why don't you take that to the Lord of Prayer to ask Him to show you some answers this week? And then, of course, the other thing, how am I doing 
and continuing in his word and keeping his commandments. So I've shared some resources that can help you with that, a challenge you to take some time this week and think about that. And then lastly, if you are in a difficult season, that's a time to reevaluate how close I am to him and just burrow into his presence even deeper. And so if you're going through a difficult season today, I want to encourage you. I want to remind you that God's going to be with you. He's going to help you. And in this season, I want to encourage you, draw close to him. We've got the promise he's going to, he's going to respond when we draw close to him. He responds and he comes to us. This has been such an incredible journey. I want to thank all of our guests who've taken part in this wonderful season. I want to thank you for being part. I want to thank George. I want to thank Alina. I want to thank the incredible team at Pentecostal Resources Group for the vision to offer these free podcasts so that we can all think about our spiritual health every day, every week, and that we can continue to grow in Jesus Christ. Thank you so much for being a part. You're going to want to tune in for season three. We've got some incredible things lined up. Thanks for taking part. Have a blessed and wonderful week. <laughs>